So we now live in a post-raid on Area 51 world. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's it's like Naruto running around. It's yeah, They might as well just call it the Meme March. That would be a far better name. Oh boy. And how many aliens do you clap, Alex? How, several. Several clapping I, I'm gonna everywhere. need numbers. I'm, I'm gonna need numbers on this one, Alex. I, I lost count. There was a lot. Anyway, All right. so, so what the else? first wave was the Naruto runners, okay? Then we had the Chads, or sorry, the, Ke- the Kyles that were powered by Monster Energy Drink, okay? They actually signaled the run because in the distance, you just heard an echo of cans of Monster cracking open. Gotcha. And, <laughs> and all of a sudden, Drywall was about to get punched, so the Naruto guys ran the way first to distract, and the Kyles came from behind punched the shit out of the walls into Area 51. Boom. Defense is down. Okay? You weren't there. I saw it happen, okay? So what else did they find there? I've seen a lot of theorizing. Some people say that the uh, the improved trailer for Cats is in there. Yes. There is actually... We found, we found the new Sonic trailer uh, with the improved Sonic look. He's there. The new meow? Cats trailer. Yeah, meow. Meow indeed. Yes, uh, we we found that. We also found uh, Sega was working on a new game inside the facility. Didn't want to tell you about. Turns out Sega never actually died. It's been no one's saying in, Sega died. Just the Dreamcast. Sega never died, Charlie. It's been in hibernation this whole time. Sega and they're just slowly keeps releasing plotting. games. Okay. They just don't have a console anymore. Okay. Yeah, I was there, man. I was there. I was in. They have a portal to the reality where the Dreamcast 3 is a thing. That's a shit reality, then. Confirmed. I see you were also there, Henry. No, I just read news reports because, you know, it's Sega. Sega news. I always have to have all the Sega news. But apparently they have a portal to the best reality. Yeah. You know what else they have? I don't want to live in a reality where the Dreamcast survived. (laughs) Dreamcast 3. Gamers. Now I just and know you're lying to us. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. There is an alternate realm there where this is the case. I was willing to believe the alien okay. clapping, the Sega reality, the uh, Naruto running being an effective thing, Monster Energy Drink letting you punch through walls, but a world where game publishers respect those that buy us or buy their games, that's a step too far, man. I have to you call know, bullshit you know on this whole you, you tirade. Know, you know what else? was in that alternate reality that I was in? You, you know what else was there? I'm afraid to ask. Loot boxes banned. All companies have banned loot boxes. And they're like, you know what? This takes advantage and is predatory to players. So we're not going to do loot boxes. And it was canceled. Being number one in this case, it actually happened. Uh, the, the, the super cringy, like... The Naruto dude, yep. dude just oh, Naruto I, runs right past him. Have you seen the alternative angle of that one? Of the dude getting winded? After, like, ten feet of doing that? Well, of course. It looks cool in anime, but it's not fun. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 172. We are back. Uh, Literally, like, two-thirds of the podcast got sick last week, so we chose not to do it, because you've had a lot of coughing and sneezing and me and Alex just destroyed disease voices. 
that I may have started hallucinating halfway through a normal recording time, but that's a whole separate topic. Yes, <laughs> welcome, video games, not our horrible personal health, apparently. Uh, anything special about this week that you two want to get out of, get ahead of, so we can move on with the rest of our podcast? Um, uh, like candles or just normal news? Because that sounded I, awful. Setup, like, do you want to get anything? I, off your I was not saying birthdays. I was not saying birthdays of video game consoles that don't fucking matter because they've been dead and buried <laughs> for over a decade at this point, and anyone who still clings to that is a sad fanboy. Happy birthday, Sega Dreamcast. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Moving on. Pew, 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 pew. Sega Dreamcast. Nine nine ninety nine. Twenty years. What? Yep. Wow. Almost old enough to drink about the fact it doesn't fucking matter in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> it's old enough to drink in Japan, though. But would it? 20, 20 years is old enough to drink in Japan. Please, we, yeah. both, we both know it wouldn't have made it that far if we're measuring that kind of system. Xbox One mattering is something I can, like, leap off to for my week, sadly enough. Well, I, I, I do want to bring up some little fun stuff for the week. Or like you want to jump into the, just the news? No, no, I'm, I'm saying we could. Oh. We need to do our weeks. I played two video games that we need to talk about. But the Ooh. idea of like the Microsoft Xbox One being dead and buried, one of the games I played directly relates to that. Well, you are a sucker for nostalgia, Charlie. It I, makes sense. I don't know if Gears <laughs> Five is nostalgia, but uh, I mean, yeah. Unless there's fuck any... it, let's go. We get a long one let's this go. week. Let's let's do it. I. I guess we're starting. I, so I played Gears Five, or I played a lot of Gears Five. Um, all the jokes about how everyone in this universe is just fucking swole all the time. It leans hard into that. Like, there's no smart cars. It's all like fucking monster trucks and like doors that are like heavy plate that have to be opened with just like all your biceps bur- uh, busting out of your power armor suit. Like, it's it's a little bit ridiculous in that regard, and I love it for it. It's cool seeing a move away from the Phoenix Dynasty to kind of characters that are also in the world of Gears of War and, like, have other stakes and stuff going on. Like, it's the, yeah, your mom is maybe, like, it's the daughter of the woman who may or may not be the Queen of the Locust, who I think I killed in three, but man, the Locusts are kind of back, so what gives? And, like, you keep having weird seizure nightmares, headache things that are totally you connected to the Hive somehow. What the fuck's up with that? I, the open world stuff's not great, but it's not terrible. Like it's it, it feels a little patty because it's, I'm used to a very streamlined gears game. But I am happy to trade kind of the streamlinedness for the feeling of like, yo, this is a fully realized, ridiculous world where like everyone is uh, Macho Man Randy Savage or worse. Like this is a world where one of the leading some um, scientists is essentially Triple H. And not like Triple H in his heyday, current Triple H. Yeah, I, I, Baird has gone from this weird goggle-wearing, nerdy character to a, like, goatee-sporting, ripped scientist who, like, is accidentally invi- inventing, like, sentient AIs and launching Hammer of Dawn sad. Like, it's, like, it's weird. It took them technically six games to answer the question of just how fucked up is the Hammer of Dawn satellite war network thing they had going on in the previous titles. And, you know, they explained it away. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty fucked. Well, it sounds like Gears of War 3 body, or Gears of War body is communicable, I guess. Yeah. 
Like, you can actually catch that disease, and then, yeah, you're automatically super giant and ripped. Yeah, I, a meek person in that universe. Like, I I can nitpick a couple things here and there. Like, I I don't know why, but they gave uh, uh the main character you play as, uh, Kate, sexy pants for no goddamn reason. And I'm like, this is weird. It's a it's little well, strange. The rule, it's the rule of female armor in RPGs. Yeah. No, no, so that's where it gets weird, because she's still wearing full gears armor like it's got the ridiculous side padding and stuff it's just like got coloring and stuff where it's like when did lululemon start making like tactical gear like i mean we all know gears of war is just like it's it's basically the junior high boys video game i wouldn't go that hard like I, it's it's not i'm not i'm not calling it a you wouldn't game. i will because it's basically pro wrestling the military game. Oh yeah, no, totally. I, I'd argue it's like pro wrestling the trench combat simulator, but like it, it's <laughs> hold not. On, hold on, I will not stand for you guys besmirching professional wrestling. Okay. No, no, well, I professional wrestling professional wishes wrestler, it had the characters Gears has. Like I, it wishes well, it had Coltrane and Marcus Phoenix. Like they are, they are way better than most people in the current WWE. Well, you realize that they they have a. Pro wrestler in there now. I mean, yeah, you know, Batista's in the Batista. game. Yeah, he's literally it. Well, he looks like a Gears of War three character. And, just, and, and like, you know they, what? He's looking a little slim for the Gears universe. I'm just saying he's <laughs> he's a little meek by Gears standards, which is which is hilarious. Yeah, I, wow. <laughs> I'm exaggerating some. He fits. Like he's totally a fucking yeah. Gears character. He is a large, large man. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like, I'm surprised you're able to see him. If he's still, he no, lends it right into the background. No, no, that's that's someone else. <laughs> no, that is him. That's Batista. He mastered the art of invisibility by standing still. Am I confusing Batista with um? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm confusing Batista with Brock Lesnar. Sorry, yeah, this is a universe populated by Brock Lesnar, who somehow built orbital death rays. That's that's the gears of Earth. <laughs> for like the swan song slash killer app of the Xbox One. This is it. This is the best Xbox One exclusive to date. I'm willing to say, like, I'm, I'm willing to throw that one down, kind of thing. I have, I have had so much goddamn fun playing it. I have nothing controversial to say except why does Kate have tactical yoga pants? Like it's, <laughs> and it's such a small thing. Where the fact I noticed, it, I'm like, why am I like this? Why did I pick up on this? Like, well, it's pretty bad, but okay, yeah, fine, whatever. Like, it still does not detract from the fact that she's a cool character. Everyone's it kind does of like very much game. fit in with with wrestling world with pro wrestling world though yeah and it, it's one of those ones which if they gave her more of a belt or just a little bit more leg armor it wouldn't be that like hell if the pants were just one uniform color i wouldn't be able to make this weird criticism <laughs> but it's colored in a way that you're like why the cutscene they show as part of the <laughs> recap and i am fucking dying at that like they're voicing <laughs> over other stuff but it's just angry pissed off marcus phoenix face looking you dead in the eye, being like, yeah, I'm still alive, motherfuckers. <laughs> and then he's in this game, too, angrier and crotchetier, but, like, I love the Gears franchise. It, it, like, the Baird one was not great, but still was fine. Like, I like the combat. I like the systems for it. I'm playing it on hardcore because that's the correct way to play a Gears of War game. I, I like they dropped the war part. Like, I... The open world setting is a cool setting for a Gears of Verse game. I, I'm actually excited for that kind of XCOM tactical shooter thing now. This completely makes up for the bullshit that is the uh, player. It's insane in there. <laughs> it feels so good. 
and there's a lie there because the gun you have is perfectly matched to the enemy level you're fighting. You're starting to measure enemies in clips, not bullets. And that has always pissed me the fuck off about the Borderlands franchise. Mm. And the money so much. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go out of limits and say that uh, 0.7 of that million guns are the ones you actually want to use. Like, 70% of those guns are fucking trash. And <laughs> we all know they're trash. They're disposable. You turn them in for money. You, you sell them. You, you pick yep. them up because you needed a gun that was better type of situation. And yeah. having played a lot of Destiny and Anthem and Warframe and The Division, if I find a gun I really like, I want to keep using that gun. And yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, this is awesome. I'm loving this. This game is so cool again all of a sudden. And then you fight something that that gun isn't the appropriate level for all of a sudden. And you go, oh no, all the fun I'm having right now with the loadout I actually enjoy having is going to end in two more levels. I'm going to have to get all new gear again. Like, I, there's a solid, like, five-hour block of my playtime with that game where I fucking hated my loadout because I could mm. not get a gun I liked how they felt and shot and the perks on it to draw. Mm. It's like, oh, just keep swapping. You'll get something eventually. I'm like, yeah, that fucking sucks because I had stuff I really liked before I had to swap into it. And the fact that I was, like, emptying clips into basic enemies is what forced me to swap over is something I'm no longer going to put up with, apparently. Like, it's... It is yeah. really weird that we still have that system going on. Like, and I, I, I get it. Like, it's the, not every green weapon in the game should be upgradable. I, I, I understand the point of Borderlands is you swap out your guns, but holy shit! Like, I, I would really gladly trade the obscene number of guns in that game for let for more good guns I want or a significant boost to the drop rate of guns I actually want to use. Well, I mean, it all stems from, you know, the whole idea of that, you know, they really pulled the gun idea, the way they put together guns, from roguelikes, mm -hmm. where, you know, they just have a bunch of, you know, yeah. random, random, you know, you know, it could be a, you know, different types of guns, different types of abilities, you know, all these things that are randomly put together, random, you know, it, you know, generated guns. But the thing is that with the wide number, you know, wide range of guns and gun types and effects and whatnot and functionalities, it means that a whole lot of the guns are just going to be garbage. Like, yeah. it's going to be combinations of things that don't work together. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, and you're absolutely right. Like, there, there are curated guns. The, uh, the legendaries, which are the equivalent of exotics in this franchise, yeah. all feel great. And I have a loadout I am really loving right now. I've got an SMG I like. I have an assault rifle I like. I have a pistol I'm fucking loving. I have a shotgun I am loving. And I know in about five levels... I'm not going to enjoy the game as much because my gear is going to start being less relevant then, and that's a problem. And that it is back when Borderlands 2 happened, you didn't have the same kind of context framework to kind of compare against. And I think having that now is a big problem for Borderlands. Right. This gotta just turn down the volume for a couple of minutes and let this all play out i i, I slew of baffling technical diff uh, weirdnesses with this game like vehicles have not handled worse in this franchise mm. 
Ooh. And I don't know why they feel the insistence to, like, add more vehicle stuff. Like, it's the, there are more jumping puzzles involving vehicles. There's, like, vehicle collectibles. And, like, it's weird because all the collectibles are kind of cool or give you access to good loot. But some of them are just unbelievably bad. Like, there's fucking platforming puzzles now in this franchise. This game oh. is not good at that. What? Nobody, nobody asks for that. No, literally, no one. Like, they're not great in Destiny, but at least Destiny gives you a double jump. Yeah. yeah. Imagine doing first-person platforming shit without a double jump. Ugh. It's got a mantle, but it's not the greatest of mantles. And like, and I'm not talking side stuff driven by this. I'm talking like. There are points in the game where to get to something, it's like, oh, scale this mountain, scale this tower, and you're like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's not why people are buying your game. You're not. You're not Super Mario. Generation ability or I, ammo I think Moe's has that, but like, so I tried all of the classes right off the bat. I, I played like I did the first mission, got the action skill, mm. tried it out, and. I went with Amara the Siren. She is a lot of fun. Uh, her play style, when built correctly, is very much my play style. Like She has a shit ton of stuff that's built around. The closer and more enemies that are around you, the mm. more powerful you are. Like She just See, has... Yeah. Which is what I like. That's the way the Siren was in the first game. Yeah, I, it's a little more aggressive. Like she kind of I, People have compared her to Brick a little bit more in this game, and mm. I get it. Like And it's She's a cool character. Like, she is this, like, bodybuilder. I think it's like a Indian woman kind of thing. Her name's like, she has a great accent. She has great quips kind of thing. She is a fantastic character. Moe's, I think, has the ammo regeneration. Like, I've seen builds where she just never has to reload ever. And she's got cool stuff like, hey, you can run and you can, like, sprint and shoot at the same time. Which doesn't sound like much, but it's a big deal in these types of games. But. I tried her, and I'm like, right, this is the Iron Bear action, so I was super excited for. Nope, this fucking sucks. I'm never playing this. Like, I, it's I, People seem to be a lot more divisive about what the good and bad characters are. Like, I, uh, Flack is the Beastmaster character, and... So, why is that? Uh, so, uh, Flack shines... So, Flack, each of his, each of his um, trees has a pet, and the pets are just kind of there they do damage they'll revive flack if he goes down depending on the build you have at as a siren they are in my fucking way and gets in the way and the flack builds that are like the good soloing flack builds go heavy into the pets and don't have a lot of other extra it's a selfish class like everything flack does benefits flack mm. a lot of amara's stuff like benefits like so many of her action skills, so many of Moses for that matter too, are just like you and the rest of your team get X, Y, and Z when you do X, Y, and Z. Like I, Zane's fine in that regard too. Like I, or it's like yeah, fuck anyone who says there's end game to this game or whatever. Like I get what you're talking about. That's not end game. Like it's it's the option to replay the game is replayability, not end game. Like this. These slaughter dome things we have, they're not endgame. Like the fact that endgame requires you to be able to like upgrade your gear, and you're not upgrading, you're swapping out. Like it's like, oh, you can get a better version of stuff you already have. That's cool. 
why can't I fucking upgrade the stuff I have? Like, I, I am literally, like, not living in fear because I'll get over it. It's not a real problem. But, like, part of me doesn't want to play the game more because I love my loadout right now. The Vladoff assault rifle I have is great. The Jacob's um, kind of hand cannon I have right now, the, the revolver, is great. The doll submachine gun I have is great. The Torg shotgun I have is fantastic. I don't want to mess with that loadout because I'm having so much fun with that loadout. But I'm already looking at my submachine gun being like, yeah, you're not quite cutting it anymore. You're probably getting swapped out in a couple levels. Don't think I'm going to get another good elemental gun like this, though. That sucks. Okay. Mm. Like, I have a Vlad. And it, it sucks to say it, too, because they, they've done a great job of expanding what the brands mean in this game. Like, Vladoff mm. is super cool. I love doll guns more than I ever have in the franchise previously. They've actually made me dislike Malawan, which is my previously, like, favorite gun manufacturer in the game. Fuck Hyperion. Um... Their guns are trash, in my opinion. Like I, the Bandit guns, now branded the Children of the Vault guns, are unique and have unique mechanics to them. They're kind of neat. I Jacob guns make you just feel like a motherfucking sheriff, no matter what you're doing, kind of thing. Like they're all just heavy hitter, like nail drivers. Like I, the guns have so much personality. But the flip side of that is like, I don't like the personality of some of the manufacturers now. Where it's like, ah, Hyperion, they got shields. The game has so many good improvements over the previous ones, and because there are so many reasons to not play this game. Um, the weird technical issues on PC, or no, sorry, not on PC, on consoles. The weird technical issues on PC, like there, there was a save bug that was deleting people's saves at launch. Like I, yep, I falling through. The game is kind of a weird technical mess. It is bizarrely CPU intensive across the board. Like, it's maybe not a great game. Like, it's the, if you were hoping for major improvements over Borderlands 2, you didn't get that. Like, it's the, anyone who gave this game a 10 out of 10 is a liar. Mm. Like, we're, we'll talk about some of our news, but like, the review situation for this game was a nightmare. Like, various outlets got told, we're not giving you review copies because. Mm-hmm. We don't want we want the metric for this game to be good at launch kind of thing. Like I yeah. so much about this game's launch has been a fucking hot mess that is objectionable. Like object to Randy Pitchford, object to Gearbox, object to the fact that this game's still like it's the do you like shit or piss humor? Or sex humor. That's what this game fucking is. Like, there is so much to object about this game. But if you're sitting there being like, nah, it's not epic, I'll pick it up on Steam, fuck you. Completely fuck off. You are essentially <laughs> sitting there going like, no, don't have fun without me. Like, I I get it. You don't like having another launcher, but that's the future we're now living in. We're going to talk about the Rockstar launcher later on this podcast. Yeah. The nightmare yeah, I mean, that's now bringing to the table kind of thing. Like, it's the, there's nothing proprietary about a launcher except it's another icon you have to click. And I get it. I know I sure I'm come off on this podcast as, like, not getting it. But if that's your only reason to play not play this game right now, don't buy this game ever. Like there there's better criticisms. Yeah. Well, it's like right now, all right. So I was actually kind of or kind of curious on what the uh reviews are saying. So I pulled up Metacritic, which is it's okay on that getting a gauge on that. But yeah. it's like, all right. Um see there is a wild disparity because of your reasons you said, I'm saying between the Critic meta score and the user score. Like the meta score for the critics is eighty four. Yeah, 
the user score is 5.3 out of 10. Yeah. Like, whoa, that's a, that's a massive discrepancy. That is, but that, that pretty much, I think that kind of proves your point, to be perfectly honest. Like, they're, that they, that they definitely use the, the threat of not getting an advanced copy of the game for review to get to to get garner favorable reviews of the game oh, yeah, on no, this launch. Game went out to oh, it wasn't a threat. Like they did it. Yeah, they I mean, well, it. not they, threat. I mean, they did it. Yeah, they actually did it. But yeah, that's that's uh, and that's I, I not think a four, that's I, not good. I think four point five out of ten is a little bit low. Like if I had to give this game a four, numerical rate three. Yeah. I, this is but a 4 anyway. out of 5 game. Like, it's closer to a 3.5 out of 10 game, but, like, I don't believe in half numbers. Like, it is a low 4 out of 5. It's a barely 4 out of 5 game. Like, it is good. It's not great. It's not perfect. Like, it is... This game is and should be polarizing for a whole myriad of reasons that are, like, completely the game's fault. Like, it's... And it's weird yeah, because on a technical, actual level, on, on a technical, itself. on a writing, on a gameplay, on like, I, there are there are so many things to have valid complaints about this game with. Like, I, it's the the fact the game has like at its core a fascinating kind of criticism of modern gaming to a certain extent that it just kind of high school dick and piss and shit jokes all over is a tragedy of writing. The fact that, like, the central antagonists of this game are live streamers, and their story is, like, that they have essentially united the bandit clans of the galaxy around kind of a cult of personality and, like, live stream murders and shit like that is a fascinating criticism of kind of gaming at its current state kind of thing. Unfortunately, in the game, it comes off as, like, people that are fucking butthurt about how, like, PewDiePie or ProJared or whoever fuck does video games at this point can, like, tank or raise a game's score based just on streaming records kind of thing. But like, it's got something to say. It just gets buried underneath the uh, jive-talking 14-year-olds and <laughs> unnecessary character deaths and weird shit that you're like, okay, all right, so I'm seeing. All right, so I'm checking the. I was just also looking at the Metacritic for the other all three versions, and they all pretty much have the same, sim, very similar scores. They're all right around eighty for the meta for the critic score. Yeah, and then a five round five point five five point four for the for the user score. And I, I'd say wow, 80 is, that's eighty is a fair review for this for this game. I think yeah, like it's mm. it's not wow. A that's a low user score. And I assume yeah, part and, of that is kind of people fucking tanking it because it's not epic and stuff like that. I but also if you're on console, you could be fucked. Like the first, like I'm not sure if it's in fixed depth as of recording this, but like frame rate issues. Like it is, I cannot state how. Okay, fucking I'm seeing hard a lot of technical like, complaints. Yeah, I, the technical parts of this now. game are ridiculous so, on console. So one of the technical complaints apparently is a is an I guess they found it and there's a mode in. The options that is supposed to be for optimized oh, yes. streamer stuff. Yeah. Yes. And it uploads, I think, at like two point five megabits per second of bandwidth, just to keep that running in the back end. Yeah. So that's only online. It's only multiplayer. I know it was a big hubbub at first, but I believe you can disable that option. Yeah. I, and it does reduce some of that. But yeah. yeah. 
So there's that. The save feature is probably the most fucky one. Yeah. Of all of that. Yeah, this game was straight deleting people's save profiles at one point. In time. Yep. Like it, I'm reading that too. Yep. No, the, the most fucky one is the fact that the PS4 version runs better than the PS4 Pro version, and same goes for Xbox. But, yeah, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at sort of the reviews, like some of the user reviews and stuff, and yeah, they are almost they are mostly about the technical issues. Like I'm not seeing anything about the whole epic exclusivity. No, thing that, like if, if that's the case, that is that is great. That's like that, that is. That's completely like, valid criticism of this game. Like I, it's yeah, I'm seeing. Yeah, that's mainly what I'm seeing here. It's just a lot of complaints about the technical issues. Um, some of them, uh, and and some about content as well, like report kind of gameplay. Yeah. And, you know, but yeah, it, it's it, there's a they are yeah. I don't see any. I see a couple of things about the exclusivity. But I also see people like I don't care about the exclusivity. Yeah, this is just that they put out a broken game. Yeah, it's it's not as broken as like an anthem or even like in the works for seven years. Borderlands Three is real weird. Like any like if you have a review up that doesn't like, kind of have a joke about like man, it's like they ignored seven years of games that came out since the last one came yeah. out, kind of thing. I yeah, don't I'm have that time. Yeah, I'm also seeing stuff about what you're talking about, the sophomore humor. People definitely were like, eh, you know, groaning about that. It wasn't, it wasn't obviously not a reason for the bad review, yeah, it, really, but they're it's just like... better than two, absolutely, uh, but still it's like, man... And it's, and it's a shame, because there are moments of... There are some fantastic characters in this game. Um, mm. uh, the, the, the head of Jacob's family, I'm like on his first name, I think it's Mateus. Matea. I one of the planets you go to, you, you go to kind of Atlas's homeworld and um, um, Jacobs' homeworld, which is this kind of crazy jungle world. And the, the now head of the Jacobs family, spoilers, I guess, but not really, he's been in advertising, is a fantastic character who happens to be gay. And one of the characters from a previous game is his boyfriend. And like just some of the little stories they give them as a couple, and just the they're great. They are well written. It's this fantastically interesting character who's like, I come from a family of gunslingers. I am a terrible gunslinger. <laughs> You're like, okay, let's hear it. And it's like, it's him then like in a game that's got like fucking people chiming in about how many hits they've gotten off like your friend being murdered or whatever. The fact they have taken time to have a character that's like grappling with I don't know how my father would feel about me seeing as I'm now the head of the Jacobs family. And I can barely hit the broad side of a bond with a bolt with a gun kind of thing. You're like, okay, this is a human character. I can relate to this. And like, they're still like, they're still stepping up. Like, Eden Six has some of the best writing in the game. Like, it is this like Louisiana Hickville writing, but like, it's got this weird thing going on where like the residents of Eden Six want to help out the Jacobs because the Jacobs have been good to them and vice versa. And they're like, we'll help the family out because they've been awesome to us because they're the Jacobs. The Jacobs are like, we must protect the people that have worked for us. They are the backbone of our industry and our family. And you're like, okay, cool. And then the children of the vault chime in. They're like, yo, I can't get laid because I keep leeching the life out of people I fuck. Sucks. And you're like, "Uh, funny, but... uh." But at the same time, though, too, like the the dynamic, the twins have something cool going on. 
there's a cool story that's unfolding as I'm playing it, but that's also like, yo, we got these murderous bandits, and you're like, oh, right, meat bicycles, cool, whatever. Yeah, I, I get it, I get it. It's weird, because at the same time, they've, like, they've, they've changed the, um, the, the little people enemies to being called tinks, I think, and they've given them some cool abilities, like they make turrets out of scrap and shit like that, and there's now female psychos and more female bands, like, yeah, inclusion! How did you get some of this shit right and some, like, how much of this, like, yeah, you're still fucking wrong. Like, why is Brick still in this game? Why are we still holding on to a character that's whole character is I punch shit good? Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a part of they are trying to please everybody. I don't know. Uh, it's, like, it's cool, all the callbacks to previous games, and some are handled better than others. Like, I've my favorite character from 2 shows up, Maya, and she is fantastic. Her progression's been cool. And then Brick and Mordecai and Tiny Tina show up later, and I'm like, man, you could have not been in the game, and I wouldn't have minded at all. <laughs> Fuck you, Tiny Tina. I still don't like you as a character. They've toned you back significantly, and you're better, but still, it's like, just the voice, I'm like, oh, fucking no. Not this bitch again. But, yeah, I, I'm still working my way through Borderlands 3. It is a big, long game. Like, I, I'm not going to say this is one that, like, Gears 5, you should get that game if you're curious about that game. Borderlands 3, don't. Like, Alex, if you were thinking, like, it, if you were kind of, like, in the category of, like, give or pass on this game, pass. I, if, there's no, like, this is not a game of the year game. Like, it's, it is, maybe just go play Borderlands 2 again. Mm. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I, I'm, preferring Destiny in the way yeah, they have. I, so like, if you're looking for a looter shooter to play right now, may I recommend Destiny? It's in a great fucking spot right now. Like, it's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you had to choose between Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 3, what would you choose? Destiny 2. Yeah. <laughs> Destiny 1, maybe, even if you have those two choices. <laughs> there are free looter shooters out there right now. Like, fucking Warframe is a better yeah. use of your time than Borderlands 3, I think. And uh, Warframe is just pretty gonzo. Warframe is fun. That's a that's an that's an interesting game. So. It's it, should, it shouldn't it shouldn't be like you know getting you know a hundred out of a hundred, ten out of ten on all yeah. these review sites. But, I wouldn't give Destiny yeah. a hundred out of a hundred. Like it's at best yeah. ninety tops. Like it's yeah. Like I play a shit tons of that game. I'm still like yeah, you have problems. Where, well, who are they? Where are they now? Yeah, they I, aren't saying anything. They're you mean video game donkey who's calling out the reviewers? I love him. <laughs> yeah, I. But yeah, it's I just just had to throw that in there because you know, like, hey, we have Halloween expansion stuff coming, and I'm like, yeah, I'll probably play that too because the seasonal free DLCs for Borderlands Two were fun. They were silly and they were like two hours long and. I kind of wish I was done with Borderlands 3 by now. I think I've played like 20, 25 hours of that game, and I would very much like it to be over so I can go back to playing other games. Like, I I, I know I, I know if I go back to Gears 5, I will never go back to Borderlands. I need to see this one through. I know if I go back to Control, I won't finish Borderlands. Like, I, it's, I, I, I went back to Destiny to do a raid with my clan, and I'm like, ah, oh, you should play more. You should, you should play more Borderlands Two tonight, so you're free, so you can get through it. And I'm like, or and hear this out, Charlie. Uh huh. You've been sick. Okay. What if you just watch another season of Superstore? Okay. Yeah, that sounds better than playing Borderlands Three. You're right. You're right. Sick brain. Absolutely right. <laughs> that sounds like a better use of my time. You might fall asleep. I might fall asleep. <laughs> Dying up here. I am. 
Have you thought about watching that and not playing Borderlands 3 at the same time? I have. Can I do such things? You can tonight. Your laptop's not on yet. Uh, but yeah, no. So I went out and uh, they, some of the guys at work were sending out kind of like, hey, before the summer ends, we're going to do a croquet tournament out here in one of the little yard, like field areas. And of course, being Oregon, there's plenty of turf to play croquet on. So uh, you got to set up. The first time I played, I was in the top three. So what we did was we had two, two days where two different sets of people played and the top three from each day moved on to play the finals. And so I came in third place the first time for the qualifier. Now, here's the fun part. We finally played the real game, and I won, and I didn't know I won. Uh, and then there was somebody's old, like, bowling trophy from 2009 that gave me and just put a paper thing over it that says, World Champion of Croquet. And so, uh, but... They can't that's just prove a- you're not, so yeah, you are. Yeah, but it turns out it's a placeholder. Uh, thing because one of the people who works at my job used to do I think she still does them actually she uh she makes custom trophies and awards and like all that stuff right so she's making a trophy for for me to actually have and hold for the year until next year's tournament like a real trophy so that, that felt kind of nice but um yes you're now looking at the croquet champion of the world according to a small tournament hold, held in Oregon so. Yeah, you guys are in the presence of greatness. Want to let you know that. As such, I have demands, Charlie. Okay. Uh, I need to have Red Bulls shipped to my home and be ready for every podcast on Sunday. That's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> um. So I need to make sure I have my own exclusive channel on Discord. Um. And so you can make that happen for we me. We can make that happen. Actually, yeah, we can. We can make a uh, um croquet. And when I join the Discord. You. When I joined the Discord, Red Bulls must be delivered to my house. Ah, uh, it's not going to happen again. Um, <sighs> well, three down right, right now. Uh, SWS not recognized croquet as a sport, um, so it's cool you're the champion of it, but uh, we can't get sponsorship for that because we vehemently deny it as a sport, more viewed as a lawn decoration technique. Red Bull, if you're out there, uh, the croquet world champion of the world is looking for a Red Bull sponsorship, and I would love to wear your logo. At the next non-broadcast tournament next year <laughs> at work, so just throwing it out there, Red Bull, if you're listening, I would kill for there to be like underground world sponsored tournament <laughs> that like the, the selling point for it was, and we don't broadcast. I'd be like, damn, I would go to that shit. It it's got to be like like the underground, like you you know how in movies they always do like the underground Chinatown casino, like poker and all that stuff. It's re- always super over the top, and they yep. do like. They need to do that with, like, croquet. There needs to be, like, a secret underground croquet division in basements hidden all over the uh, the world. And you walk in there, and there's always one dude who's got an eye patch for some reason, and nobody really knows why, because he has two perfectly working sets of eyes. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah. So it's like watching, like um, uh, what's it called, mini golf championships. You're just like, man, Bellas, why Alex isn't here next week? Yeah, oh, yes. that's a good one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I, what I'll do is I'll listen in, and every time uh, a theory is brought up about my not being here during the podcast, not necessarily through the emails, uh, I expect to be compensated with Red Bulls delivered to my house. Again, what the fuck is with this man? <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I, the, you're talking to the croquet champion of the world. There are standards that need to follow now. Okay, when you're the, the bocce champion of the world, means Alex, that then there needs we'll to talk. be a Red Bull delivered to my house right now. 
When you play a man sport like bocce, then we'll talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it for me. I didn't really have a lot of stuff done. I was uh, last week was a really rough week. Just tons of work stuff and stressed out with stuff that I was just burned out. And, okay, I'm you're still gonna a need punk. Red Bull to give you wings because you've got no legs anymore. Yeah, play anything new? I went back and played some of the Valis series of games, which. Um, I mean, it's it's a you know it's a small franchise, so I mean it's not super famous. I mean, they did release most of the games in the U.S. though, like most got got U.S. ports. And I have the uh, couple of the Genesis games. I have I have Valus Three and uh, the U.S. version of SD Valus called Sid of Valus for inexplicable reasons. But those are hard games. Uh, though I have to say that. I mean, for Valus 3 especially, it improves so much on the first two games that, let's just say that the first, like, Valus 1 is really clunky. And as far as the original version for the MSX. What just, is oh, a Valus game? You know, that's kind of the main overarching storyline is you keep having to go back and forth to this particular fantasy world because it's... Of course, like all fantasy worlds, it's always in trouble from an evil overlord. Why is this world constantly on fire and why don't we leave? <laughs> <laughs> so essentially monsters start invading the town in the first one and so the magical Valis sword is given to you and it gives you a magical transformation. So she's also a magical girl okay. that, that, that you know, transforms and gets armor and stuff but fights with a sword, which is kind of cool. But there again, it's it's magical girl, but magical girl into sort of high fantasy world. And so when you then when you press the attack button, it you know goes at whatever power you had it at. And so for for Yuko, the longer, the more power you have, the the slight rate you get a slight range improvement for the sword attack. Have a good feel on how to utilize the slide, like which is just down and you know down four down in a direction and jump you will just die repeatedly in the level. So it's it's a huge but yeah. But other than that, it's it's a cool game. It's just I felt like going back to it and playing a good bit of it because it's it's fun. Uh now the S D Valis or Sid of Valis as it was released here, it's 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 basically like a super cutesy version of Valis 2. So it has a storyline from Valis 2 except like Super ultra cutesy. It uses kind of the super deformed tiny characters mm. that last yeah. in the series. It's an awful hentai like light or digital novel type. I'm thing, not gonna know? lie. I was gonna joke like, "Hey, what happened?" Like, oh, it's not that much. It become a porn game or something. And yeah, yeah. It literally did. Uh... But yeah, it's a. Uh... Yeah, that's that's the sad thing about it. It's like such an ignoble ignoble end to a franchise that actually wasn't that was actually pretty enjoyable. Like the Super Nintendo Valus Four has really good mechanics. It feels really good to play. And if you have a chance to play that, it's fun. I mean, I think the other version, the Turbo Graphics, is the better version of it. But the I want a Genesis Mini. It's getting good reviews. Um. It does work with a third-party control, though only very specific ones, apparently, that are kind of a lot of... I <laughs> also have a lot of games on my Steam Genesis account. I uh, I want the Genesis Mini, but I also want the... the Well, you can 
buy the optional non-functional power of power parts from Japan, which adds on the Sega CD onto the bottom and adds the 32X. Completely useless add-ons that are just hilarious. I can't believe they actually made a tiny, a a tiny Sonic and Knuckles cart, as well as a Sonic cart, a Sonic Three cart to slide into it as well. <laughs> Both non-functional, of course. As I said. Which, unless you have the DVD set, you aren't going to be able to find it because it's like from fifteen years ago. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so I, I don't think they've even released it or anything. But it's it's basically, it's neat. It revolves around a student that basically becomes, gets kind of roped into being a fashion model by uh, basically, I mean, this is a mod- recent one, so but I don't think they're going to come out with another series. It's It only finished not too long ago, the second season of it, I should say. But it's it was all really more about just, you know, this sort of, of the owner of a well-known major snack company comes to headhunt the owner of this snack shop because apparently he's really talented. And but Got in it. order to Daughter do that, burns the store down for insurance money. Got it. <laughs> but yeah, she's. But basically, the anime consists of her trying to convince the son to take over the shop so that the father can come join the company. And so it just and it just ends up kind of being that the second season is interesting. Well, one thing they did with the second season is they cut all the episode lengths in half, so there was only, you know, your kind of 24, 25 minute, now it's only 12 minutes. Same number of episodes, but half the content. But the original episodes were kind of cut up anyways, like they kind of would have basically 12 minutes for to run through sort of a small story. So, I mean, it wasn't that much of a change in terms of that. It was just less content, so. And they introduced some new characters that are kind of fun and I feel like should have been introduced in the first season when they actually had more time to do it. No, no. then that's the one they should include because it's it's, it's the, the best. It's the best Batman. Uh sorry, George Clooney Batman skin, best skin, thank you. Bat nipples. Fuck yeah, bat nipples. One of his power I mean it's <laughs> no, you know what though? It would be perfect for a game like Fortnite. Yeah. Because remember in the movie he pulls out his Batman credit card, and we all know the biggest superpower in modern games is your credit cards. Oh, you can buy fucking DLC. Thematic. Yeah, never leave home. Never leave home without it. The Batman. Yeah. Oh, uh, bam! Let's get on it. Come on, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Well, Fortnite. I just, well, I just dropped the ball on that. Yep. I expect Red Bulls to be delivered to my house because of this idea. Yep. Oh, okay, you've you've beaten this joke into the ground, Alex. First off, the official <laughs> drink of SWS. And the Wicked Awesome cast is NOS energy drinks to oh. we're not I... sending you Red Bull. Okay, I expect fresh NOS is the Heroin, cocaine, weed because you're in Portland, uh, an angry Albanian woman to punch you in the nuts. These are all things we could have sent to your house, but we cannot, <laughs> through our supply chains, get you free energy drinks. <laughs> all yeah. right, well, moving on from that. Yeah, early news. Uh, we already kind of talked about this, but Bears kind of bring it up mm. in a more formal sense. Uh, the uh, Borderlands 3 had a bit of a weird uh, review situation we hinted at when I was talking about it, but mm. kind of lay it out on the ground. Uh, a bunch of media outlets got contacted saying, yeah, we're not sending you a copy of the game for a variety of reasons, most of which seem to kind of be 
yeah, you didn't seem super stoked about this during E3. All the oh, yeah, big ones what, that are always well, like... Yeah. We well, talk, what do you know? And we were talking yeah. about this some before we started recording, actually, that, like, I don't know about YouTube, but, like, my fucking YouTube was flooded with the day before the game even came out, like, best so-and-so builds for Endgame. And I'm like, what the shit is going on? Wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, one of the other crazy things, yeah, they were getting the copy that was not the release one, but, nope. like, a beta. So... Mm-hmm. They could be like, well, you know, this is a beta version that you're playing, so any technical issues obviously won't be in the real game, but those some of those technical issues are in the real fucking game. Yep. Yeah. So that's why, that's yeah. Yeah. Why they would send a fucking like a beta copy when the game's almost out, and you're send a fucking retail copy. That's what you're supposed to be reviewing. And and we see that in the plethora of crash bugs that just you know. Technical stuff that should have been ironed out months ago, not released in a buggy state at launch. So, I mean, I think that's, that's, that, well, and that's probably the reason why they got a buggy version of the game, you know, for the, for the, even for the favorable reviewers that got an early version of the game, they got a buggy version because that's all they had. That's, that's what they released ultimately. So, yeah. So, I suspect this is yet another AAA game. Or they just abuse the devs until they got it out on time. So I, you know, that's I'm not saying that's a fact, but I'm saying looking at the state of it, they they certainly churned it out to hit a release date. Well, you also have to thank games like Fallout seventy six for this kind of Don't worry yeah. guys, it'll so be okay. Speaking of one of those fixes, I it's still a problem, but like they made a point of getting out there and saying, like, yeah, um, we got some bosses in the game that when you put elemental damage on them, they just kind of run around screaming. We've reduced yeah. the amount of screaming they do, and I it's still that. too much. <laughs> That's about transition hey. point. Sure. Uh, it's so up uh, in a uh, looter shooter from EA and BioWare. Uh, they got out there and said, yeah, all long-term plans for that are being scrapped, but the game <laughs> is definitely not dead. It's, it's a regional evolution. You can play it in the other one. You have to trade for it, but yeah. Sir Fetched. Not much more to say on that. It's a a far fetch with a sword and a shield. The only only, uh, Pokemon, one of the only Pokemon smart enough to actually have weaponry. It's a bird. And it it has the, I guess, the exclusive move. Oh, I know. I I read this one. I'm like, oh, this will be fun. So, a couple months ago, Blizzard's or World of Warcraft scrapped the Recruited Friend program, which, in the past, what you would do is um, you would send a link to a friend, they would play the game, you would get, like, double or a super increased experience while you're grouped up with your friend as you do stuff in quest and level. Um, and if they decide to buy the game or buy a subscription, you unlock, like, a mount and stuff like that. I've actually recruited people in the past, and I have some of these Recruited Friend mounts. So they finally brought back the system, and they're giving out something that players have been asking for for a long time, which is a customization for a backpack. But it's locked behind not just a paywall, but a social paywall. So in order for you to unlock the items in the new, like... Not necessarily every single experiment is, like, a huge hit, but honestly, they've done more hits than misses, definitely in recent times. I mean, I'll say that, you know, their last kind of miss was the Wii U, which it wasn't. It's not like it's terrible. It's just like I'm just always just, down for gamification of exercise at this point. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and I'm, yeah, I'm perfectly cool with that. I think it's cool. Like the Wii Fit board was cool. I mean, it was fine. Yeah. And you could, you could do a lot of stuff with it. But yeah, just, yeah, like you said, the gamification of exercise. Hey, you know what? If it gets more people into, you know, doing some sort of regular exercise, hey, uh, that's really, like, I don't see any downsides to that. Yeah. I, I do like the fact that apparently it's going to have a silent mode, which will give you quieter versions of the exercises. Oh, that's sweet. So that you don't just stomp on the ground constantly when you have, like, people downstairs. That's perfect but, for people who live in apartments. <laughs> yeah, it says, yeah, it says, like, it means the, like, jog-in-place exercises are replaced with ones that are a little quieter, that'll still exercise your legs and stuff, but not, like, you know, some of the other ROM sites is, like, they just have a ton of, you know, NES games or, you know, whatever. It's like, well, you know, those are older games, and a lot of them are unavailable, so I kind of, I can think. From an archival you know, purpose, you're fine with it, yeah. Yeah, but I think, as far as I know, ROM Universe was keeping, like, 3DS games and yep. stuff, and so that's when you start to roll into, yo, those are still out and mm-hmm. available. Well, it wasn't also just that. They had a premium account you can sign up for. Oh, they, they even had a Switch game. Yeah. yeah. Where you would pay yeah. to get, like, better bandwidth or faster access to some games, which is, yeah. But yeah, they had they had uh, Switch games, too, so that's like, oh, uh, yeah, that's, a, that's the current, Nintendo's current newest system, so... Yeah, they're gonna come after you for that one. It was like that you too. keep saying EA. Like I'm not sure what EA is. But yeah, in this I, case. Or, or sorry, E3. Yes. E3. Um, oh, we'll talk about E3 in a minute or two. But yeah, I'm just saying that. Yeah, the Tokyo Game Show runs in such certain way where, like, access to everybody was on Saturday, opened on Saturday or last Saturday. Yeah. Not a whole lot of new titles were a lot announced. Of VR. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, there weren't a lot of new games. It's like most of the new games are really kind of announced around E3 and not, you know. So apparently in a weird twist, is like a Madrid game show coming up in the near future. And mm. I think I saw something like Last of Us 2 is going to have a big showing there of all places. So, you know, it's is like the popular. Thing? Yeah, that's been known. Like, yeah, that's been known. But yeah, there again, it's like, uh, well, I guess the. The big, the biggest thing to come out, at least the most popular thing, was a whole lot about the Final Fantasy VII remake. So people got to see a lot, you know, actual gameplay from it now. So I mean, that was, and that that apparently garnered the most attention, which you know, for for good reason. You know, it's, you know, it, you know, for better or worse, whatever you think about Final Fantasy VII, it was definitely a hallmark of the series. It was the move to 3D console. There's a lot of lot more. Well, uh, well, it's like got to see like almost an hour worth of gameplay from Death Stranding. So they actually now we're actually getting to see a lot more about. So what what do you do in this weird art project? And so uh, so I mean that's that's a pretty big reveal. But there again, not new. Uh, I mean, a handful of smaller games got announced, but nothing major got announced. So yeah. That's the thing. No, no major what you might consider a major AAA franchise got announced. I'm trying to remember what the last big thing to come out of TGS though was either. It's been a couple years. I'm trying to remember to what the game survive. is called, but it reminded me in a good way of there's this Japanese game where you're like making booby traps to oh, knock people. Deception. Maybe, yeah. Deception. Tecmo's Deception. Yes. 
Like it kind, yeah. it's kind of got that vibe going on, minus scantily clad women and the ridiculousness of it. Like it's um, yeah. The puzzle room aspect is the four kind of protagonist characters, I guess is probably the right label for them, are trying to get out of a umbrella lab, and the mastermind is setting up traps and dropping zombies and all that jazz to get in their way. Obviously, yeah. That so that's the fifth. You know, the other player yeah. playing is the mastermind. No, so and I, probably where this one differs from previous ones is you're not directly interacting for the most part. It's yeah, kind of you're more like kind of the, well, what the AI director does in Left 4 Dead, in the Left 4 Dead series. You're yeah. sort of, you're you're managing <laughs> of a sort, instead of you're yeah. kind of the, yeah, you're the director and you're the mastermind. It appears of... you can take direct control, though, too, so I, I not a ton of oh, details uh, yet. Yeah, well, yeah, it says that it says that you can take control of a tyrant. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. There again, I mean, I think it would get a little too boring for somebody if all you were doing was direction. And oh, you yeah, no, the sell for this is absolutely the kind of uh, Saw-esque jigsaw puzzle thing. Yeah, that's also the cool part of it. It's combining that idea with it, too. And you know what? I like that. You yeah. know what? There's a reason why uh, the whole, uh, you know, uh, bot, you know the, the escape rooms are so popular now because it's, it's interesting. It's fun. It's fun to try to especially working as a team to figure this stuff out. And that's, and I've talked about this before, I love cooperative games. I just love cooperative games, especially games that not only reward you, but absolutely require actual cooperation to survive. And this sounds like it's going to be along that, you know, I, I want to see what more mechanics they're going to have to support that, but they're what I think they're interesting looking at, ideas like, are out seven there. Seven was such a gamble in so many ways. Like it's a yeah, very it different game, and mm -hmm. it seems to have paid off in a big way for them. Well, seven was also there again, like looking at what is the modern gaming landscape like. How could we make a game that you know will work now? That will you know that takes into effect you know what games have been made, what people like, what you know what improvements have been done. So I mean that's I think it's a you know. And what can we do with this franchise that's going to make it fresh and not just feel like a retread? Hate stick, what it actually yeah. is. And, we, and that's just really briefly, so it's, it's kind of a disappointment for me personally because, oh, it, so it is actually a system, which is interesting. It's a joystick that is a, actually a, a bound-in system with 20 games installed on it. it also works as just a joystick, though, too. It does. It does. It works as just a USB joystick, though it is freaking massive, apparently. It's all right, remember what I was saying about the great thing about the Genesis list of games? About how they didn't include, like, lots of sequels, so you get just you know, 45 different games? Uh, 20 games the joy for the SNK, for the Neo Geo Arcade stick. There's a lot of is, King of Fighters on this. There's a lot of everything. Like, there's they included four Samurai Showdowns, six King of Fighters games, Two Fatal Fury games, three World Heroes games. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, Kazuna Encounter, Ninja Masters, Art of one Art of Fighting game, and just the first one was just the worst. One. So thanks. And Ninja Masters, which was a terrible release game. Um, and Last Blade Two was probably one of the best games they included on there. I mean. Guru Mark of the Wolves is also a really good game. That was that would make a lot of people happy. I know that's one that people really seem to have a fondness for. Yeah, but and and I like the King of Fighters games they've included. I mean, ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, the ninety seven through two thousand two is my favorite era of King of Fighters. 
And so, but uh, there's no, I mean, Metal Slug, anyone? I mean, they didn't include any Metal Slug games on here. I don't know. I think this thing is for fighting game people for the most part. But yeah, I, I could see that. But I mean, not to not including something like you know, Metal Slug, instead including six King of Fighters games. Yeah, but there's like a seems... billion ways to play Metal Slug, though, at this point, though, too. Yeah, I suppose. There's a lot of different releases. But, I mean, there's 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 just countless other SNK Neo Geo games they could have included. I mean, it's actually a really substantial library. I mean, if you actually look it up, it's a lot of games, and they they just did a bunch of fighting games, which I'm not saying that's bad, I'm just saying it's limited, but also why include like four four samurai showdowns and six king of fighters? I mean, yeah, I get it to a certain extent, but it's like you got twenty games here, but it's really like you got eight on here. I, I I'm gonna again That's go not to. Really I'm not even sure that... this thing is for us necessarily. Now my voice is cracking all over the place courtesy of this cold. I I think this is for a very specific crowd of people. I, I yes, lacking metal slug is a thing, but also. And Offspring still exists? That one. That was my reaction. Like, I know World of Tanks exists. I get ads for that still, but the Offspring are still relevant? Members Is it band, big like... in the, like, World of Tanks community? Are they, like, fucking... Like, I don't play World of Tanks. Like, if I did, I'd be like, fuck, yes. All the streamers listen to this. Like, this is the game. This is the soundtrack of our game. Like, yeah. Like, you, know, you, you wouldn't know it, but you know the lead singer, lead singer-guitarist, Dexter Holland? He has a PhD in molecular biology. Yep. World of Tanks is at all. Uh, like it's I mean, Transformers, robots in disguise. Again, not World of Tanks. These would be games I'd be more interested in. Like, unless you sit there going like, which is like a Metallica <laughs> thing at that point to do. It more would than a, surprise me. Yeah. I mean, shit. For South Park, they had George Clooney voice a dog. Yeah. So, but anyways... That's the thing that happened. This was not supposed to be a dissective thing. This was supposed to be a dumb throwaway one. Cause we have <laughs> we have more important things to get to. Uh, yeah, I like the fact that Rockstar. Wow, my voice is fucking fucked this week. Uh, Rockstar just announced their launch, their own PC game launcher. If you download it, I hope right it's now, you I hope it's Grand good. Five. People are taking this as proof that uh, Red Dead Redemption Two wow, is coming to. Uh, PC, which would make a lot of sense. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put my money on that. But it, I mean, this makes it more likely, I guess. If they're smart, they make it the hub for Grand Theft Auto in both. Though they're getting all of the sales as opposed to some of the sales. Probably actually makes a lot of sense for them to have it's their own. Not so much even they have, especially online stuff like having on so much online stuff. Oh, I was gonna you say know. just like based on the amount of money Grand Theft Auto makes a month in aftermarket sales, like. It almost makes sense to be like, hey, you download this, you get Grand Theft Auto V for free, and then you're yeah. getting 100% of the shark card sales, as opposed to whatever the split on Steam is. Yep. yep. Yeah, but even then, they've already had the uh, the Rockstar Social Club, so you had to have an account on their system anyway yeah. in order to play in the first place. Mm -hmm. This is just the next evolution of that. It's not yep. like they're making new accounts. You've already had to have the Social Club to begin with. Yeah, that's the argument for Fortnite and the Epic Store, though, too. A doozy of a thing. <laughs> it is beautifully tone-deaf. It is pandering. It is kind of everything 
I have cynically been saying E3 is gearing up to do since E3 started inviting in people for paid public access passes. Um, yeah. My voice is shot because I've been sick the last week or so. Would one of you two like to outline kind of what we uh, learned about how the ESA views E3 so I don't crack my way through this one? All right, so number one, like, one that makes me go, uh, is now they're going to really push the whole social media influencers and celebrities playing video games at Experience Hub. Yeah. So, so, and before we kind of get, like, two influencers bad, it's kind of the PAX model to a certain extent. Like, it's a, it's a personality-driven yeah. uh, show. Not the worst thing, maybe not what E3 has been historically, but it's not the end of the world. Yeah. It's basically it's basically watching Twitch in person. That's yeah. that's what it's which I have to say for the influencers and the celebrities doing it probably adds a little extra like mm, weird feeling, you know, when like tons of people are watching you play a video game in person where they're right there. But in any case, that's that's a thing that's going to happen. Um at, in a certain sense, at least they are sort of I guess considering that, hey, we actually need to rethink this whole E3 thing. Oh, yeah, no, I don't viewpoint. think anyone's objecting to E3 needs to evolve. Yeah, yeah. It's... But the ways in which are, I don't know. Exactly, and you, you've still not gotten to my favorite part of this whole slip-up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You play back and say, hey, remember these good things we talked about, the good things the industry's doing? Well, remember those? But yeah, uh, yeah, that's 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 like, I mean that's that's very much as as you you said in the outset that is a that is totally tone deaf. It's like instead of actually just you know I don't know acknowledging that there's you know shitty behavior in the industry, we're just going to try to paint over it. Like, yeah, it's going to be an as a social media cool, influencer bullshit person because of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, you have exactly. problems. Like with I them. get it. Like like I I enjoy posting shit on Instagram, but I also don't like. Trample public land that shouldn't be trampled for the sake of the ground. Mm. We also try and present a more even keel. Like it's not like this is not a one person podcast. Like we don't all agree yeah. all the time, and we are vocal yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. I, I, I think Henry talked with, but in case he didn't, like there's talk about how basically there'd be an industry day. That'd be the first day or so, and the rest of it would just be kind of a general fan convention and. The kind of more official media outlets I follow's reaction to this was, okay, cool, we only care about one day of E3, that means. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, but that makes it like the Tokyo Game Show, yeah. and the, I mean, that's, and it's, that's not considered a massive failure. No, but it changes fundamentally what that thing is. Like, I think it's true. That they Very are, true. It's one of those ones where it's the, I'm not interested in E3 becoming another PAX. I like that E3 is this trade show. Like, it's one of those ones where it's yeah. the... I've gotten to go I to like E3 a couple shows, times. I like trade shows, by the yeah, way. I, In general, I, I, go to, I go to trade shows, so... I think they want to try to become a Gamescom. I feel like that's the angle they're going for. Not Except like so Gamescom doesn't have... It, it, they're not as big physically as Gamescom, and yeah. Gamescom's not competing with three other packs a year. No, nope, th that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, Gamescom gets to be Gamescom because... There's nothing competing with Gamescom. In the U.S., you have three PAXs. You have um, the rest of the world stuff on top of that. Like, it's just PAXs alone are a problem for E3. 
Yeah, but I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but like the, the, the big studios still head out to Gamescom, right? Like they bowed out of E3, but they did they do stuff at Gamescom this year? Um, yeah, but... I, See, that's what I'm saying, though. No, like, but, but I'm also saying... Of... You're not getting what I'm saying. Like, it's one of those ones where what is the other big European video game event? So TNA goes a long way, for better or worse. Like, I, it's shitty, but that's kind of where that stuff originates from. It was all kind of sales tactics to get your games on shelves. Like, and it's, mm. I'm not defending it, but it's one of those ones where, like, that's why E3 was so weird from the outside, where it's like, man, it's so strange. There's drinking and there's like models and shit. Why? Well, if models will get a bunch of more people to come to my booth, I'm buying models. Mm. That's what giveaways were for. Like, that's what all the um, swag was. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, it's the, the point of swag is to get people to come to your booth. To be like, oh, I yep. want the thing, and oh, you're here, sure, we have to show you this thing now, and maybe you'll buy 10,000 copies of it or something. Yeah, I though, although I do have to say, I like the, for example, I do like the tax ban yeah. on booth babes. Oh, no, I'm, I, I, I am not saying the ban on booth babes is a bad thing, I'm just saying, like, that's where this shit originates from. It, it's it designed yeah. to lure in people that don't give a fuck about video games into your sure. booth to get you to buy, to get, to get those orders in, kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, sorry, that's the only point I was trying to make with all that. Like, I'm not defending the practice or saying it's good. I'm just saying, like, that it's like, I don't get how this happened. I do. I've worked at a sales convention. Uh, you know it's gonna uh, fucking happen. Uh, uh, of all the people to mention him, uh, this because it's the ESA and they've handled loot boxes so well lately. Um, we we have an update on that UK loot box ruling we talked about God like a couple months ago at this point. Um, if you remember at the time we kind of controvert it was controversial because the gambling association of the UK was like this isn't gambling and a lot of people including us at the time were like what the fuck UK it's obviously gambling and in hindsight we probably snap judged on that one because no loot boxes aren't gambling. But then the UK got out there recently and was like, yeah, they're still predatory as fuck, though, and we're going to regulate them. And they cited great moments like uh, surprise mechanics as part of the, uh, what's the, what was the phrase used, Henry? All right, so, yeah, all right, representatives from the games industry were willfully obtuse in answering our questions about typical patterns of play. So, yeah, the whole, you know, you know, trying to come in all smarmy with marketing talk fell really flat and actually hurt them in the end. So, so I mean, the finding is essentially that there are, though they aren't saying it's technically gambling necessarily, they're going to legislate it as if it is gambling. So they're going to apply the existing gambling legislation to loot boxes. So, and part of the reason is because, yeah, nice, nice try, EA. Yeah, I'm. I'm really glad that they saw through that, like super, super saw through surprise mechanics, and they and they were just as and apparently they were just as put off by the marketing talk as we were. So kudos, <laughs> but also ha ha EA. Yeah. Well done. Nice, nice cell phone. No, and I, I guess kind of to, to retract from back from our vitriol that what actually happened. Um, the ruling basically was that yeah, if you include loot boxes in the game, they have to be treated as well, a thing that's be rated for. The Peggy system will reflect kind of the system that exists. 
No, I'm not saying. I'm saying. I'm just saying that Steam is one of the digital platforms. Yeah, purely digital platforms. Mm. But yeah, that yeah that you know, the ruling is yeah you should be able to resell your digital goods. And so this is actually a big win for the people like myself who believe in the what's called the point of sale doctrine. That once you buy something, you aren't buying a license to use it. I mean, you know, it's like you buy a car, you aren't buying a license to borrow the car from the car manufacturer. You're buying the car, but this is you know this has been a big point of contention for a while in the in the you know video video games industry. In that you know, are you buying the game or are you buying a license to play the game? And that's that's and you know, and retailers like GameStop have relied very heavily on the games resale market. So as far as for physical games, yeah, point of sale doctrine was established for physical physical games, but. Why shouldn't that be so for digital games, like being able to sell the light, you know, the license, you know, your key, you know, resell your key? I mean, I guess the thing is, you would have to make, you know, they maybe have to make sure, and I think that already is something in place where you can't activate a lot of game keys on multiple systems necessarily, or through, or you like if I sold my, you know, sold my Steam key for some game. Then I won't have it in my account anymore. It goes to somebody else's account, and I can't install it anymore. So, I mean, that's that's would you know essentially be the same as selling a game, selling a physical copy of a game. And so, I am very much in favor of this ruling. I I think it's a big one. I mean, it can st- well, it's not done completely. I think they can still, uh, they can still uh, try to appeal it. I mean, no injunctions were served, so they haven't like well, you know nothing. So the the besides this being a big deal on its own, the bigger deal is this is also what caused the rest of us to get returns. What's that to get what? So EU ruling is what caused us to get returns or the ability yes, to absolutely return yes. a game through Steam. So mm-hmm. hypothetically, this could then trickle out to the rest of us, and yep. then sites like G2A become less important. Massive ban hammer. Yeah, I chose Super to skip ma- that one because none of us care about Dota. <laughs> nice yeah, that's the way it's showing up on their banning band accounts. It's like, yeah. well, I guess you're gonna have to really grow up before you get to play this game ever again. But yeah. you know, it's pretty. It's in effect a permanent ban. Yeah. Anyway, I just think that. Yeah, that no, we're, we're just running crazy funny. long, and like we have emails yeah. this week. But we're not gonna do emails this week because we're coming up on yep. like almost over three hours of recording time, and my voice is fucking shot. Email? Would you send those emails to? Uh, you would just send them to the wicked awesome cast at gmail I said Henry, not Alex. But it fair. cut off actually. Huh? <laughs> the microphone cut off. Like, Where everything is getting to? fucked Sorry. today. That's am funny. I crazy, Henry? Did you did you miss it too? Yeah, I missed it too. Well, so what's that email again, Henry? That's wicked awesome cast at gmail dot com. Wicked awesome cast at gmail dot com. Our equipment is failing apparently. There you go. Yeah, uh, send them in. I, I will I'm... accept Red Bulls and delivery. God, place fucking damn mistake. it! Shut up about that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever writes in that Alex got like overdosed on Red Bull between this episode and the next one, you win next week. <laughs> <laughs> I want a long story about how he was like freebasing powdered Red Bull in an alley and got stabbed to death or something. Me, I still haven't been really been doing anything on Twitch. But I think I might actually like uh, stream this new game I've been, w- or this new game I picked up that I've been wanting to get into. Kill the battle.